Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Janelle Hookstra, the tour leader of Music for Life, the parent organization for the African Children's Choir. Welcome, Janelle. Thanks for having me. It's so good to be here. Thank you for coming. It's so nice to have you on. A bit of information about the African Children's Choir. It is a nonprofit humanitarian and relief organization dedicated to helping Africa's most vulnerable children today so they can help Africa tomorrow. The African Children's Choir melts the hearts of audiences with their charming smiles, beautiful voices, and lively African songs and dances. The program features well-loved children's songs, traditional spirituals, and gospel favorites. Performances support African Children's Choir programs such as education, care, and relief, and development. All right, Janelle, well, if you could, let's start with just a little bit of background on Music for Life and what it is. Absolutely. So Music for Life was kind of born all the way back in 1984. Our founder, his name is Ray Barnett. He was doing relief work in Uganda at that time. It was during the time of a really bloody civil war happening there after the reign of Idi Amin. And he was doing relief work there, and he happened to give a ride in his car to a a little boy who had just lost his parents. Um, He didn't know what was happening, but this whole ride with with Ray, he just sang, and he sang with a a pure joy and a dignity that really moved him. Um, And so he thought if people could see this side of Africa, see this joy, this potential in the children, that they would have a different view of what was happening there. And so his idea to kind of spread that side of of the country, of the children, was to start a choir. Um, So he started a choir of Ugandan children and brought them. The first choir came out to Canada in 1984. And we've been going ever since, over 34 years now, um, just really going, traveling around, spreading that message of joy, of potential, and trying to end that cycle of poverty in Uganda, in all kinds of different African countries, through education. So by being in the choir, all of these children will have the opportunity to go to school, which is not something that would have been a consistent possibility for them until joining the choir. Um, But after being in the choir, they'll go to school all the way through university, and that will be paid for through the organization and sponsors they get on the road. Wow, that's awesome to hear. So you're the tour leader. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and how you're involved in this whole program? Yeah, I got involved by just seeing a concert at my church, and I just absolutely loved it. I fell in love with what was happening there, with the children, with their voices, and with the change that the choir was making. So when I was in university, I have a degree in music. I was trying to figure out what to do. 
And I looked them up, remembered that concert I saw, applied to be a chaperone. And so on the road here, this is my second tour. As the tour leader, I keep trying to keep things moving, keep things um, headed in the right direction. I call the places that we're going before we get there, make sure they have um, a place for us to stay, food to eat, all that kind of fun stuff, keep the schedule rolling and just kind of keep responsibility for this uh, group of amazing children that we have here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's very cool. All right. Well, um, where in Africa do you guys work? The main work of the choir is in Uganda, but they also work all around East Africa as well as some other um, countries in Africa. So in the past, they've worked in Uganda, Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, um, and Rwanda. And so they've done, they have support children in those places as well as have outreach programs and different things like that. But the school um, that these children will go to when they go back is in Uganda. Okay. And then you kind of mentioned some of the programs there or you were alluding to it, but just... If you could mm-hmm. kind of more in depth, uh, what's just the mission overall, and then what types of programs are offered to to these kids? So the aim of the African Children's Choir is to help Africa's most vulnerable children today so they can help Africa tomorrow. And the best way we see to do that is really through education. To the, All these children have that potential in them to be change makers in their countries, to be leaders. They're just missing that opportunity um, of education. So that is what the main um, vehicle of change is through the choir. They have a school in Uganda. They do outreach programs into other schools. They have um, educational programs that run, as well as um, what we call Music for Life programs that go into other schools and teach about um daily care as well as about the Bible and about um, just things that they need for their daily life. Mm -hmm. So these children are obviously impacted and, you know, fortunate to be part of this mission and part of this program that allows them to obtain higher education. But just in general, aside from the children themselves, you know, what other lives do you think this impacts? And, uh, yeah, who else does, does the program impact? I think in the big picture, anyone who comes to the concert cannot help but be impacted by them. Just seeing the amount of joy that they have, the uh, just the the view that they have on life is so clear already just from their concert. So anyone attending is already impacted But then further than that, there's the people who host us along the way, who we sleep in host homes everywhere we go. And they are just so generous with us, giving the children new experiences, things they would have never dreamed of seeing, whether it's riding a horse or going swimming or to a museum or anything like that. Um, Not only are they being so generous with the children, but the children just can't help but give it right back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting to know them is a joy. Mm-hmm. And then how do these children get selected? Because, I mean, I would imagine a lot of them want to be a part of this program. It sounds like a fantastic opportunity for 
children to mm-hmm. be able to kind of further their education. And also, I mean, hey, who wouldn't want to go on tour and perform and do some do some <laughs> fun things and ride a horse, like you said, or go swimming? So, yeah. I mean, it's probably a pretty selective process, right? It is. So the very first qualification, if you want to call it that, for the choir is need. Um, so the idea is that really any child they could teach the program to them. They all have that potential inside of them. Um, So they're looking at who can be impacted the most by this program. So for each choir, they're each selected by, and it's from a general area. So all of the children in this choir here are from in and around Kampala and Entebbe, Uganda. Um, So they go to that area and they talk to uh, local contacts that know the area, that know the families there. And they get suggestions of children who are the right age range, but also from families who are in need, who could be impacted by this program. Um, From there, those children are invited to what we call um, a Music for Life camp. Uh, And they come to these camps, and they're split into groups. They play singing games and dancing games and learn Bible stories and just have fun together during that time. Um, they make it a fun little camp, but during that, they're watching for who can sing, who can dance, but also who, how they're getting along, how they're doing being away from home, all those kind of things. And from there, a choir is selected. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of alluding to it there, but I mean, as far as like the, the training that they go through before joining a, a tour, because I mean, this is a pretty big deal. Like you said, you want to see if... They, how well the kids can thrive being away from home, being away from mom and yeah. dad in, in different circumstances. Also, performing on stage is something that probably not every uh, kid, you know, could could do, or I guess maybe would want to do, be based on the personality type. So, I mean, yeah, can you just kind yeah. of elaborate on that a little bit, and and just like the training that uh, these children go on uh, go through before they get on tour. Yeah, when they're selected for the choir, they come to the Music Life Training Academy. Um, And at that school, they start right away in school so that they're getting that education. But they also um, start learning the program, the music and the dances and all the things like that. Um, So that starts happening right away. Um, And they do that in Uganda for about six months before coming on the road. And they... Uh, yeah, so they're there together for that time and then head on out together as a choir. Wow, six months. That's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, all right, well, I've, I've read on your website and stuff um, that you guys have gone to some pretty cool places. I know you're going to be here locally in the state of Oregon uh, coming up later this winter. Um says the African Children's Choirs had the privilege to perform before presidents, heads of state, and most recently the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. The choirs also have the honor of singing alongside artists such as Paul McCartney, Annie Lennox, Keith Urban, Mariah Carey, Michael W. Smith, and other inspirational performers. Would you mind just speaking on uh, what those opportunities have been like for those kids? And if you've been in in attendance as the tour leader, just, uh, yeah, what's it been like? I mean, that's probably a... A pretty cool moment for the kids, even if maybe they don't have a perfect grasp on who those uh, who, those, who <laughs> yes. those folks are. I mean, it's got to be a pretty fun opportunity for them anyway. 
Yeah, absolutely. I haven't actually had the privilege of attending any of those myself there before I started as the tour leader, but I was talking to a couple of them um, when I was in Uganda, students who have been in the choir and are back home at school now and just what it was like to get to do those things. I was talking to one of the girls who got to sing on the Ellen show and, and she is now in high school and she was just saying, about how at the time it was just another place. It was another place to sing, right? Um, but looking back, she just sees what an opportunity that is and just how many people don't get to say that they've done something like that mm-hmm. um, and just how world-opening it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to bring to kind of localize this, um, I, I like I said, I'm looking on your guys' website and I've seen your schedules. You guys are going to be in Salem, Eugene, Cresswell, Malala, Silverton. I mean, you'll really be hitting a lot of different spots. Medford, Oregon, um, Sweet Home, Roseburg, Ashland. I mean, you're you're really going to a lot of the cities uh, here in our great state. Um, yeah, could you just speak a little bit about kind of the tour and what you guys have upcoming and where you'll be touring? Yeah, our tour is the West Coast Tour. So we've got a brand-new program that we're bringing to the West Coast. And so we got to start in Washington State, move around to Montana, over into Idaho, down into Oregon, where we're headed. And um, we just get the opportunity to see so many different places, so many um, new places, new things. It's a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. Why do you think it's uh, important for someone to attend some of these performances? You said earlier in the interview, which I thought was fascinating that, uh, you know, a lot of people can be inspired and impacted by watching one of these performances. Absolutely. You can't help but come away from the concert with a smile on your face, with your day brightened. They just have that innate ability to spread that joy wherever they go with whatever they're doing. Um, So anyone coming out, is they're just looking for an evening to enjoy themselves, to learn something, to hear something new. Um, This is what they're looking for. These kids just you can't help but be impacted by the joy that they spread. Mm-hmm. And then the new Just As I Am tour. Is, can you kind of elaborate yeah. on that for us? Yeah, so we're the first choir to do this brand new tour uh, called Just As I Am, and it's based on um, African arrangements of traditional hymns. And it just really tells the story of Music for Life, of the African Children's Choir, where it started, um, what difference that it's making, and um, how these children are coming with just just as they are before God, bringing what they have, and being becoming change in their not only their lives but the lives of everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Well, um, you know what happens after the tour. Uh, I, I imagine that this. You know, we would all like to be rock stars forever, but the tours don't <laughs> last don't last for absolutely forever. Um, yeah, what happens after the tour with the with the choir groups that you're in charge of? Yeah, each tour is a fully new group of children. So they just tour one time and then they go home to focus on their education. So when our tour is over, um, that doesn't end their commitment with the African Children's Choir. It's a lifelong commitment. They go home to the African Children's Choir Primary School, which I had the privilege of going to see and tour and meet the teachers there and just see what an amazing school it is. They'll get to go there all the way through primary school. When they're done there, they'll get to go to Empower International Academy, which is a brand-new high school opening this coming year between the African Children's Choir and Empower International. 
I also got to tour that school and just got so excited about what was ahead for these children. Mm-hmm. After that, they get to choose whatever they're interested in, college, university, tech school, whatever it is. And all of that will be paid for through the organization and sponsors they get while they're on the road. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Could you potentially elaborate a little bit more on the, the funding for this? I mean, uh, I know it might be a little bit off, uh, slightly off the beaten path as far as the uh, interview questions that we've prepared. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people would be kind of interested on how exactly a lot of this gets funded. Yeah, everywhere we're going, majority of our concerts are free concerts with just an offering taken up. So the funding for their schooling, for the programs, all of that comes from the generosity of the people who attend concerts, of the people who support the choir, friends of the choir, that kind of thing. Um, that all goes towards the work that the choir is doing in Africa as well as continuing um, to move along on the road and continue spreading that message of hope and joy. Mm-hmm. So how could the average person contribute to this? I would imagine it would be attending uh, you know, one of the concerts at a, a local church or which, whichever uh, event establishment you guys are at and perhaps donating that way or maybe on your website as well. Absolutely. There's always ways to donate on the website. There, we're not happening to be in your area or attending a concert. We have all kinds of different ways to get involved there, whether it be donating in the offering, whether it be becoming a friend of the choir or a sponsor who sponsors on a regular basis, mm-hmm. any of those options. Okay. Well, could you tell us uh, some success stories? I mean, share a story or two with us about uh, either – you know, someone, uh, a child who you have seen go on to do great things, go on to help the community back home, or maybe just a, a fun uh, story that you have from life out on the road. I'm sure you have plenty of those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> enlighten us and give us a couple stories if you could. Yeah, sure. So one of the very coolest things about um, being a chaperone, we got to go to Uganda and see what's really happening there. And so while I was in Uganda, uh, I got to meet people from who are at all stages of their involvement with the choir, whether it was the choir who was training to go out on the road, the choir who had just got back from on the road, or students who have been in the primary school for a while, students who are in high school, students who are in university, and then also the leadership there were in some of the first choirs. So getting to talk to them and see how they had started with the choir as young children back in the 1980s are now grown adults who have families and careers and who are choosing to give back, who are choosing to help with the next group of children who can be impacted by this. Um, So it's really cool to see that the person who's teaching these children their dances back home was in the choir. The person who is making their costumes was in the choir. The person who is selecting these choirs was in the choir. Um, All of those things. It's just so cool to be able to see that that full circle of difference that's happening there, um, the change that's happening with that, and the impact that it's having on their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's awesome. You like, I think anytime anyone hears stories like that, I mean, you can't help but get emotional or at least want to, you know, uh, support the, su- support the cause in some way. I've been looking on your guys's website, and I mean, 
Uh, I think it's I think it's really important for everyone to get as involved as possible. And there's a whole get involved tab if you want to visit their website, AfricanChildrensChoir.com. How about the performances in general? I mean, if someone comes out to a show, uh, what what could they uh, expect to see uh, from from the African Children's Choir? Our current tour right now is, like I said, doing that um, program that has Africanized versions of traditional hymns. So you'll hear things like How Great Thou Art with a little African spin on it. But also in their choirs, they have, in their concerts, they have so um, some drumming, some traditional dances that they that they do, and you'll you'll be in for an, in for an evening of just fun, some great African songs, some traditional songs, um, as well as getting to see their traditional dances and just how how they have such an ability to um, to um, spread that joy, to spread mm-hmm. everything with every ounce of their bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where do you think that, just out of curiosity, I mean, where do you think that kind of natural joy comes from? I mean, you spend a <laughs> lot of time around these kids. You have great, you have great insight on that. Certainly better than anyone I know would. I mean, wh- like how, you know, I mean, why do you think, why do you think that that is? I mean, from, from, for some children who have at, at some point in their lives, so little able to uh, be so joyous with these performances and just kind of, generally in life uh you know that's something that i have been really thinking about lately just how come they are have that innate ability to find the joy in every little situation in the first snow in uh anything like that how are they able to see that so clearly so innately and i think it's just a different outlook on life they take each day as it is they take each day looking for what they can enjoy in it they um, they just look at things through different eyes than we do. I think um, they grow up not expecting um, what we expect. They expect to work hard. They expect to um, to do what they have to do. And when when exciting things happen, it just they take that in wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, an amazing way to live life. And it's an amazing way um, for me to to learn from them and to to get that from them and try and incorporate that into my own view of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's outstanding. I I think that's a great perspective. Um, in addition to kind of donations or whatever, what are the different ways that people can can contribute and assist uh, with the choir and just the efforts and uh, helping this thing continue to. Uh, be a life-changing experience for some of the kids. Yeah, absolutely. There's the donation in the choir. There's becoming friends of the choir, which is monthly donating to the work of the choir. But there's also hosting the choir at your church, at your school, at an event that you're holding, um, getting to share that with your community and while also at the same time giving back to the choir as well. Um, so there's hosting events. There's um, contacting our office if you have a special skill that you can offer um, anything like that. Okay. It's and a then, great way to get involved. Yeah. And then where can the listener get more information? I mean, you mentioned contacting an office. You can, if you want, you can throw out a phone number or a website or an email. I mean, where should people go for more information? I would imagine the website would be the best resource. Yeah. The best place to look for more information would definitely be uh, com. Okay. 
and yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I have. Is there anything else that that you would like to share about the tour or any upcoming performances you want to highlight or anything like that? Um, I think that's good for me. Just uh, pointing people to the website for more information. And um, thanks so much for for having me and and chatting for a bit today. Absolutely. So it's AfricanChildrensChoir.com. Everybody, you can visit that website to find out more. They have a bunch of good information on their tour dates uh, about the organization, different ways you can get involved, different ways you can support. There's even a a store on there, and you can learn about the team. You can learn about Janelle and other people. All right, Janelle, thank you so much for coming on, and we really appreciate it, and continued success out on the road, and safe travels out there, and enjoy the great state of Oregon. It's a, it's a, it's a great state, and we hope you can uh, get outdoors and see what there is to see here, and, and stay warm when you're outside here, because the weather's <laughs> definitely turning at this point of the year. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited. I've never been to Oregon before. I'm really excited. And make sure to check out the African Children's Choir's performances all month long, including performances in Molala on December 2nd at the Country Church, Silverton on December 2nd at Silverton High School, and Salem on December 5th at Salem First Church of the Nazarene. We were talking today with Janelle Hookstra, tour leader of Music for Life, part of the African Children's Choir organization. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.